everyone, welcome back to the Yellow Podcast. Today's guest is a brilliant photographer and a really good friend of mine, Mr. Jack Harding. I have been looking forward to this conversation because I think that Jack has a lot of knowledge in his field. He's absolutely crushing it and also has a very interesting journey as a freelance photographer. In this episode, he talked about how he managed to travel the world while working a full-time job. We also touched on his approach of commercial work and automotive work, as well as the importance of finding inspiration in other creative fields. So without further ado, the Yellow Podcast up next. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm home. I'm home with uh, the cat and the family. So we're good. <laughs> what, what's the name of your cat? Merlin. Merlin? Merlin. Yeah, we had Merlin and Maisie. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a like a dog name. <laughs> <laughs> a dog name? No, yeah. he's 21. And if you've seen from Instagram, he's very lively for a 21 year old. Actually, he's probably wow. older than you. Well, I'm 21, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty old for a cat. Yeah, he's lived a good life. Uh, where where exactly are you right now? Like, where do you, does your mom live? In North Yorkshire, in a small town called York, which is um, about four hours south of where I live in Scotland. So it's um, in the north of England. When when I speak to somebody when I'm traveling, they always say, "Oh, so you're from England." I'm like, no, this is such a big place, but no one seems to get it. So it's like someone saying for you, okay, you're from, yeah, from the Dolomites. Okay, the only place in Italy is Milan. This is not true. Or Rome. So, it's, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. Well, so Jack and me actually planned to be on the beach right now in Portugal. <laughs> shooting sunset and getting sunburned um but yeah do the current global situation we're staying home and taking the opportunity to record this podcast which is which i really appreciate that you take the time to do this no problem actually uh, just so everybody knows i was supposed to be first on this podcast um just to let that information out but unfortunately <laughs> i've been very busy and um, julia had to go to her reserves so yeah I think this is number 13 now? Uh, yes, I think it's number 13. Lucky number 13, okay. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself, what you do, who you are, and just all that, you know it. Yeah, I hope you got a comfy seat. Okay, um, my name is Jack Harding. I'm, you know, I used to always say travel and adventure photographer, but I think now more recently, it's probably turned to sort of automotive lifestyle photographer. Um, still shooting landscapes. Do you want to know the whole story? <laughs> yeah, wh whatever you feel like is relevant. So I started back in 2014, October. I went to Australia and I had a Sony RX100, the small little pocket camera. Probably a few people know it. Um, and I went to Australia and I shot some Australia and Southeast Asia for a few months and had no idea what I was doing. I was in automatic mode, shooting completely the wrong JPEG. things. JPEGs. Oh, JPEGs for days, yeah. <laughs> um, and that sort of continued for six months. And then I went back home to the UK and 
Um, I was actually, I broke, I broke the camera on the last few days on the Great Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean Road, uh, Great Ocean Road oh, in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And then I moved back to iPhone shooting. So I was shooting um, summer 2015 with an iPhone around a couple of places in Scotland um, with a girl I'd met a few years ago. And then I moved to Sweden. And this is sort of where the photography side really kicked off because it was so close to Norway. So I moved there at the end of 2015. And in 2016, I found myself, okay, Norway is only one and a half hour flight. Maybe I can start going to Norway on a weekend. I remember this first, this first trip, if, if anyone's ever been to the mountains or if it's like your first time when you go somewhere epic, I remember driving through Norway and it wasn't even like an epic area. It was like sort of a standard Norway area. And I was swearing in the car so much. Like, oh my God, this is so fucking epic. And yeah. I remember just driving around and literally taking photos of everything. I must've taken like 10,000 photos in like three days. Um, and that was basically where it began, where my love for photography began. I would say it was probably Norway, um, summer 2016. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's like so nice uh, in the beginning when everything's so new and there's just this excitement for everything that it's it's kind of you lose it over time, but just like thinking back at those moments, it's really special. Yeah, you get very picky, which is... Um... But then you know what looks good in front of the camera rather than just your eyes. So I mm, think this true. is um, something you learn over time. You kind of appreciate the moment, but maybe you don't shoot it so much because you know it's going to be hard to, to work with. Mm, that's true. So at this time, you were living in Sweden and you were working a full-time job, right? Yeah, I was working full-time for a bank um, called Klarna, which is a Swedish bank. And I was very lucky at the time. I had a boss who was interested in photography. So um, when I said to him, okay, I've, I've kind of started Instagram and I'm getting a few followers and he was very supportive of this, which was fantastic because most businesses, this wouldn't be the case. And he said, okay, so like a job would come up, maybe potentially shooting something very simple because this was when I was first starting. Maybe I was going to go to Norway and shoot some rucksacks or phone yeah. covers or whatever it was going to be, something to get a little bit of extra income that might pay for the trip. So I would say to him, okay, I want to go early on a Friday and I want to shoot um, Norway for the weekend. And then I would literally, I would come back like one hour before work started on Monday. I would get a yeah. flight back or I'd even drive. We drove sometimes on a Sunday night and we'd drive for like 16 hours and I would leave the rental car at 8 a.m. at the Hertz or Avis, whatever it was. And I would walk straight with my rucksack straight into the office. <laughs> so yeah, it was quite intense I was spending all my money on travel and um, at the time I remember I had very little money but I was just sort of okay I'm going to keep trying to work and travel and work and travel and see if I can build up a community and then I was more interested in Instagram than anything this was like the, the be all and end all okay I need to get more followers I need to post as much as possible repost and just keep shooting and shooting and shooting so you probably remember this I, I remember it very clearly. I remember like talking to you and you're like, yeah, I'm going um, wherever to Norway this weekend and then to Madeira like for two, three days. And you're just like using every single day that you were off to just go somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's pretty amazing. 
I was so tired. I think I aged like 20 years in the space of about two. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also sp- spending, it was expensive, but we did a lot of, quite a lot of collaborations um, hmm. where it was possible. And I remember at one point I got a tax bill and I thought, holy, holy hell, I'm like running out of money. Like I'm working full time and I'm traveling and I'm doing small jobs as well, but I'm like basically running out of money. But yeah, this was, mm. this was kind of a risk and I, I guess it's, it's paid off long term. So. Hmm. And was I guess there... you want, what's next? Yeah, well, was there like a, <laughs> like a specific moment when you knew like, uh, I want to quit my job or like, did you just kind of risk it? Um when I noticed that I was continuously doing small invoices, so maybe I was doing small jobs and continuously getting work, which was certainly a sign in 2017. Um, and then I started getting some bigger jobs. I remember I got a, a job for an energy company, which actually Airpixels was supposed to do. <laughs> he was living near really? me in Sweden and he was supposed to do it. And then I got the job. And I remember getting the, the emails and how excited I was about this like first time I was going to make good money out of photography. It's such a such a crazy feeling that someone would appreciate hmm. your hobby, your hobby basically. So this was, um, I think, anyone who's been in that situation would really quite special. Um, then I did some sort of larger campaigns at the beginning of 2018. And that's when I kind of really realized I was already w- working part time at the bank. But basically, I was doing part-time, but I wasn't really turning up very often because I would be messaging my boss to say, oh, I've got another job, I've got another job. So I think probably to early 2018. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you had like a supportive uh, boss that kind of uh, wanted to push you into that direction. Yeah, I think it's very difficult. I think you can definitely still travel on weekends if you've got a job which allows it. And people often think, oh, I can't do a two or three day trip. Now you've, you've obviously got to think about the environment. Uh, at the time, I wasn't being environmentally friendly. Um, but I think people can definitely try and do things closer to home and maybe get more creative, creative rather than thinking, I have to go to this banger spot where there is mountains which are 12,000 feet or 3,000 meters, whatever it is. Sometimes you can do something with friends maybe in a nice field near your house and you can get creative with a camera or you can do it at the beach or maybe there's a part of your city which maybe it's not a great city but maybe five percent of it looks beautiful i don't know so there's always i feel like there's always an option to be creative Hmm. and there's always an excuse like to everything there's always an excuse to not go shoot so just have to break that and be like i'm just gonna go out like like i think if you have good conditions and if you shoot at sunrise or sunset you're gonna get something out of it like it's just it doesn't matter where you are when you have great conditions like Mm -hmm. for example when it's super foggy you could shoot anywhere and it will look really good you know if you throw enough shit at the wall some of it's gonna stick (laughs) i think that's an old (laughs) british saying so i'm not sure if you're allowed to swear on the podcast what are the rules yeah yeah you're allowed Ah, just okay, anything. good, perfect. In that case, we can continue. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's definitely true. You can, you can keep going out and keep going out and keep going out if you've got the right moment and the right mood and you're in the right frame of mind to shoot. Then I think continuously keep doing it, and sometimes the look will be on your side. So, hmm. so when you 
started getting like more emails and more clients wanting to work with you how did mm -hmm. you like learn the business side of freelancing this was i remember this was hell i had no idea what to charge i think i remember <laughs> like googling googling forums and sort of looking around the internet and trying to find answers on what there was like websites I remember which way you could put your social media following and it would give you like a rough guide. And this was probably most, most of the work I was doing in the early days was sort of Instagram work. It wasn't licensed images for billboards and things like this. It was more mm -hmm. just small social media campaigns, maybe some stories or taking pictures of blankets. I don't know. It was all this, yeah. um, watches. this thing that everybody every was doing. It was, it was watches and blankets and Skillshare and all of the usual things, exactly. which, um, yeah, yeah. Most, most photographers go through or, or influences, if you want to call it, um, during this time period. So it was a little bit of talking with friends. Um, I remember actually Epixels told me what he charged his company that they, then they canceled on, he canceled on, on them. And I was like, whatever Epixels charge, I'm going to put another 30% on. That was like kind of, <laughs> you always try and charge more than your, your friends are charging. Yeah. So yeah. this was, um, <laughs> I think it was really a, a learning, a long learning curve and mm. a lot of reading and we all make mistakes when we're charging um sometimes we overcharge and then the, the client gets scared sometimes we undercharge and the client says oh yes please that's perfect mm -hmm. <laughs> or we yep. don't read we don't read things like licensing and we don't look into <clears throat> exactly what we're offering sometimes because we're in a rush and we're excited mm. yeah that's true especially when it's like a brand that you really want to work with uh, you're you like don't want to mess it up it's like oh it's this big brand i want to work with them and mm -hmm. you know that they have the budget but at the same time you don't want to scare them away so it's it's always yeah yeah it's it's very difficult and i think this is um a huge <laughs> a huge problem for a lot of people in the field is pricing work and learning to say no um mm. the brand is reaching out to you because they appreciate your work so Unless it's a brand where they're sending out a hundred emails and these, this does ha this does happen and they're just going to go for the cheapest one because they need numbers mm -hmm. for a spreadsheet. Um, but if they appreciate you for your creative side, then there's probably room for negotiation. And if there isn't, you stood your ground and they probably respect that. And then later when the time is right, then you can work with them. But mm -hmm. I know there's always a lot of pressure when you're self-employed and sometimes it's okay, I need to just do this and... There are calculators online where you can check what you think the cost should be. I think reaching out to people and asking them is always a good idea because I know that a lot of people maybe are not so open about it, but you know, there's if you have friends that you're really close with and you kind of talk about these things, I think it's really important. Like, you know, like I learned a lot from from like you and Carl just like hanging out with you guys and just like talking about these things because you guys are mm -hmm. open about it and that really helped me a lot to understand kind of where I'm standing and just you know just learn from other people it's it's just so important the community aspect of it yeah I think community is huge in this sense and there's even sort of some some creators are making Facebook groups where you can discuss discuss offer offers or jobs you've you've received and try mm -hmm. and get a little bit of guidance on it so that doesn't mean guys that if um 
if you get a job, you should email me for a quote. So just to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm I am here sometimes to to offer advice, and I get a lot of messages about pricing. So I think some people have said that I've helped with pricing to them, and then they've said to friends. So yeah, it's a big, the vicious circle. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Well, I mean, if someone is like starting out and you know they don't have work or like they don't have work to show um what do you think about building a portfolio through free work i think there are times oof, dare i say this on a on a, yeah, a podcast this is going to be on my gravestone <laughs> there are times free you can work say is whatever okay. you want <laughs> um can you edit it make it sound good um i think that you can do free work as long as there is as long as you sort of accept that that's it with the brand often okay i'm going to do free work then you're setting the standards very early what i would do is if a company wants to send you products maybe they send you a product and you say you know what i'm going to test the product and if i think it's suitable i can advertise it but first i will create the content around it which i can use for my own portfolio which is fine because they're going to get a little bit of reach from your website or so on and then you can give them the costs actually you can say you know what we can do this but please it's going to be a relaxed situation without a contract and if you want to purchase advertising because the content's going to be epic you can even be confident mm -hmm. about it. you can say I'm, i'm going to create something fantastic of course you can send the product out i'm willing to test it and give my sort of thoughts on it to you and if you think the content is is worthy of you paying then you can do that and you can also pay for social media advertising if that's something you're looking at so kind of give them like a little give them a little bit of something but don't give them everything because otherwise you're just going to go and shoot this content and yeah you're going to get cool photos and maybe you get a free free product but maybe they actually will pay that's the thing so Mm -hmm. and it's also like a win-win situation so i think you can offer them something small with the incentive for something much larger and this could be a future collaboration with a company of course you want to present yourself to them and you want to show what you're made of and what you can do but also you need to think okay i need to make money this is going to be my my career this is my full-time potentially your full-time living or you could earn a little bit more money and then you can invest that money into new equipment or whatever it is which is going to help you grow over the long term. Sorry, I got into like business mode. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good way to look at it. Um because I remember when I started out there was like oftentimes where I just messed it up with brands because I did free work and then um mm -hmm. like they came back to me and then you're like maybe it's like a year later and then you look at what you charged the the first time and you're like I can't charge what I'm charging now because the first time I charge this and you, you know, you kind of mess it up the first time. So yeah, yeah, like Definitely, underpricing yeah. yourself, it happens a lot. Yeah, I actually um, I had a few discussions about this over the last few weeks. And sometimes you think, okay, I was just a little bit too keen then, but that's um, it's all part of the learning process. Mm. Yeah. But at the time, you probably were happy with it, and you at the time it felt right, which is the most important thing. So. Yeah. And maybe you did an epic collaboration which led to more jobs. So it's um always trying to find the balance in that sense. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, I remember you had this shift in your work where you kind of transitioned from 
posting mainly landscapes to posting more lifestyle and commercial work. I remember when we were in Indonesia, you were like, I want to post lifestyle stuff. I want to shoot only lifestyle stuff. What, what was <laughs> that like? What triggered that decision for you? This was October 2018. And actually, I have my phone in front of me now and I'm actually scrolling back to look. Um, <laughs> I think I was just, you know what? I think I was scared of shooting people um before that and i was thinking i was like shooting landscape 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 and this was good for social media it was good for growth um but i was always interested in photographing people and moments but maybe i maybe it was a mixture of lack of skill lack of confidence and maybe a little bit scared of actually sharing on social media because i was worried okay what about all these maybe it was two hundred thousand. then i don't know how many followers i had but they're, they're following me because of my landscapes, not mm -hmm. because of my personality, not because of my lifestyle photos or anything like that. So this was kind of, I was a little bit, maybe a little bit scared to share this because I thought maybe the people aren't going to enjoy it. And I remember actually for the first few months, people would message me and say, when are you going to post more landscapes? <laughs> really? Really? Gonna post? There's a guy who still does it. Yeah, I'm not going to name who it is, but he still says to me when I post like a banger landscape, he's like, yes, big landscape. <laughs> so I think, um, I think I also realized that you can't do, you can't do, um, if you're posting just landscapes, which are epic, maybe I'll have half a million or 700,000 followers, but beautiful, beautiful car brands or um, clothing companies or mobile phone companies or whoever it is, they're not, they're not really going to, yeah, okay, maybe landscape photos for a mobile phone company, but a car company doesn't really care about your landscape photos you posted. Mm -hmm. um, and same with clothing companies. I don't know, for you, like the glasses brand you're doing collaboration with at the moment, mm -hmm. they appreciate the lifestyle content you're shooting and you're showing what, you're, what you can do. So yeah. I think it's just sort of been a transition that's taken some time and now I'm nearly where I want to be, but there's still a little bit more to do. Yeah. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, that, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So what is your like favorite thing to shoot right now? Would you say like automotive? Yeah, it's like cars or clothing in epic landscapes or epic places. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really sort of getting into architecture, so modern architecture. I'm sort of very nice. interested in at the moment, but I haven't shown a lot of it yet on social media. But I've been last night at three o'clock this morning. I was like looking at architecture and uh, also watches. I'm also getting really interested in, in watches and the history of watches and mm. um, the heritage of brands. So that's and fashion as well. Getting quite into old clothing and stuff. So maybe there's a little bit of cool. a change in direction, but um definitely still some epic landscapes mixed with a little bit of me um and of course mixed with with um these brands which you can use out in the field so yeah i also started like looking for inspiration more in like other art uh forms not forms mm -hmm. but other art fields like fashion and um like interior design or just anything that's like aesthetically pleasing or that can i don't know trigger a feeling inside of you mm -hmm. um and it's just really cool that you can like see how it translate like how this visual language translates 
into other fields of photography and you kind of pick what you like out of that and just implement it into your own style. Yeah, and videography, I know you're, you're, you're quite talented for, vi for video, but when I watch video now, or watch, when I watch a videographer working, I'm just like, holy shit, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think when you, even when you watch TV, you're breaking everything down. And when you're looking at architecture or something, like you said, art, I think it's really, you're sort of breaking down and seeing the talent that's gone into the work. So, yeah, I think it's very inspiring when you see other creatives in other fields who are creating something epic as well. So yeah, definitely don't just look at photography. But do you, do you yeah. look at photography books? Um, I do sometimes, but mainly online and just like mm -hmm. also really Instagram and Pinterest and blogs and just wherever, you know, just save mm -hmm. images. And I started following a lot of accounts that have nothing to do with landscape photography, but maybe mm -hmm. it's like accounts that only post like just feature photos that are shot on film or mm -hmm. you know fashion stuff That's whatever cool. and it's yeah it's it's just nice to get inspiration from other things than always seeing like landscape stuff which is incredibly beautiful and nice and obviously what i love but yeah it's just nice to get inspiration from other fields i think it's really important to grow as well can i ask you a question yeah, of course. Do this the other way around. Do you think that the community has changed a lot over the last six months? Yes. I think it's changed massively. It has changed so much. I think in a positive way. I think. Yeah, in a positive way. People are less salty, and people are helping each other. And I think there is a much more of a. Maybe this is just in the group that I'm in, or in the in the community area that we're in. But I feel like people are working together and much more collaborating and less sort of Chinese whispers and more actually helping each other. And I think people are being a lot more creative and maybe it's just the accounts that I'm following, but I think there is, um, we're really going through a good time at the moment with photography for the creative side. I think people are trying new things and there's so many talented people in the field right now. It's, it's nice to see. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if it was for the fact that Instagram took away the likes. Like, I think it played a role a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I just think because it was like, I think 2018, 2019 was just like, it was always the same thing, same spots over and over again. And you've seen it all and mm -hmm. kind of just the same thing happening. And then you see these little like trends emerge that, someone started posting a photo in this in this style like you know like for for example a thing that i remember um where you shoot like a landscape and uh, mm -hmm. you shoot a portrait and the person is uh out of focus i remember mm -hmm. that that kind of thing yeah. comes to my mind and just like all those little things and it's just so much more interesting scrolling through instagram when mm -hmm. you see those kind of things yeah yeah, I think I think Instagram changing the engagement levels has made a huge change. Um, earlier, we were like showered in likes. It was literally you could post something average and you get like twenty thousand likes. You could post something epic and you might get thirty, forty thousand, fifty thousand. I think I had like somewhere like nearly fifty thousand. And now, if I posted that photo, I might get like maybe seven or ten. 
and I think this is a good thing because in general the community are not they're not forced to post something epic because they know they're going to get more growth mm-hmm. so they're sort of thinking you know what I'm going to maybe I'll post a picture of me in the mountain it's going to get maybe 5% engagement or I can post a picture of just the mountain 6% or 7% and it's like well why don't I just put me in the mountain or why don't I put like a moment and I think people telling stories are getting a lot more recognition which is nice to see mm-hmm. uh, who are some like of the people that inspire you like right now who you would say I think if I look I always look sort of towards the UK first because mm-hmm. I know it's not the easiest place to shoot and I really appreciate when I see sort of content in the UK mm-hmm. um, I think Finn Finn Beals is a, a photographer based in Wales and doing some beautiful content maybe not so much banger content but if you look at his website images and things like this this is sort of setting the standards for many um aaron brimhall this guy's doing some fucking magic i don't know what he mm-hmm. does but <laughs> yeah. i look at it i'm just like my brain doesn't work out how he did it sometimes <laughs> i'm like okay this is I just agree. insane yeah but i think he's been my favorite probably my favorite for the last two years but i think if you put epic car epic photographer and a crazy landscape then you've, you're on the way to success and he knows how to do it mm. um fran mart is also a, a guy who's based close to scotland mm-hmm. um I've heard, a very I've talented heard. spanish photographer who moved to the uk oh okay and yeah. um have you shot with him i haven't do you know what i haven't oh, yet okay. we've done this we've done collaborations with the same companies but we haven't actually worked together yet so okay i would like to that's something probably uh on my to-do list when i'm spending more time in the uk and then if i do two more actually i found this guy the other week this is a guy called nice guy travel um okay. followers very clean editing a little bit um trying to think of names anyway but yeah this guy's reminds me a little bit of tom carler in the early days tom's tom's mm-hmm. very talented of course um yeah. this guy's sort of not posting very often, but he's doing very consistent editing and editing kind of ticks the boxes for me and presses the button. So Yeah. And Same. the last one's probably Oscar Bakker. This guy's um, a Swedish guy who posts like once every blue moon, but um, doing some crazy commercial commercial work for automotive. So Nice. That's probably my five if I think of like pages that I really appreciate. And then of course, there's mm-hmm. always the usual, the German Romas short stash and all these other talented photographers but yeah i could go on i could go on all day i think i used to follow 200 and i used to always say i'll never follow more than 300 people now it's like 500 and it's just growing every day yeah same. so maybe it's just one debate i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, oops oh well um anyway. so jack i asked some i asked my audience to ask you some questions Oh no. Um, and there there have been some some questions that people submitted. Some well I'll, Scum, I'll just your, your I'll followers just, are scumbags, so I'm a bit worried. <laughs> I'll just read some to you. Um okay. well an easy one. Uh what's your favorite lens you have? Ooh, this is changing actually quite a lot. Um I would always probably say the Zeiss. Sony is a Sony Zeiss uh, lens, which is a Distagon 1.4 35. 
and the 35 just makes life easy and I use it a lot sort of you can just leave it on the camera and it will if you go to do a shoot you probably will use the 35 the most so mm -hmm. um, but I'm also a huge fan of the 85 and the 135 so I think the 35 just pips just wins and what is the main camera you're shooting on the a7r4 right a7r4 yeah unless I'm shooting um shooting multi-camera than the R3 and the 7.3. 7.3 is a good sort of entry camera if you're looking. Mm -hmm. Still expensive, but the 7.3 is going to blow most people's minds. So. Team Sony. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still, I'm still on, on Team Canon. I just, I don't know. I, like, I know that you, you have converted so many people to Sony. I know that whenever we're hanging out, we have these conversations about it and blah, blah, blah. But I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not ready to, to switch to another system right now. So I'm still going to stick to my beloved Canon. That was actually one of my, um, my targets for our Portugal trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring three bodies and like 12 lenses because I thought I can, just, <laughs> I can give you like four lenses for the trip and, and a body. And... By the end of the trip, you would probably be putting in like a 10,000 euro order of Sony equipment. No so. way. <laughs> yeah, this happened to Nicholas um, Nattisford. And um, I sent the invoice to my, my Sony manager because I was like, okay, I just converted another person. So, yeah, it will happen on the next trip. Don't worry. No, but I'm actually really uh, interested in the mirrorless cameras that Canon is bringing out the the r like yeah. the r that's out now and the r5 looks also really the interesting r5 especially spec looks incredible yeah yeah for filming because i kind of want to move towards that a little bit more so i know the sony is good for filming too yeah 8k anyway we should move um, on to the next and topic. No yeah whatever uh yeah that's just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it looks in i agree it looks interesting and i'm interested to see what sony's response will be because yeah. The A7S3 is going to come out at some point, but we've been saying that for 18 months. Mm. We'll see. We will see. All right. Uh, let's move on. So someone asked, do you ever feel restricted by shooting for your brand, your color scheme? No. I'm trying to think like trips where I've... there has been trips in the past where I've gone on a trip and I haven't used a huge amount of the content because I didn't get enough color enough of one certain tone to build a feed out of it that's definitely true um it's like when you're in a blue you're on a blue part of your feed and then you suddenly go to reunion island for example like we went and it was super green it was like broccoli everywhere and <laughs> how do you how do you transition from one tone to another tone this is yeah this is something you need to do a big enough trip where you can really sort of go go in there properly so hmm. i think there's definitely been instances where it's been my own personal trouble but if it's for um for a client then i think there's never really any issue because you're shooting and providing them images of your edits and it's not to try and plan out a feed so yeah as long as you can be, be consistent in the work you're doing of course if there is a sunset which is crazy colors there's not much chance i'm going to be able to use it <laughs> yeah, i already yeah. accept that when I see a nice sunset, I'm like, I'm just going to watch it, I think. Mm. So yeah. sometimes That's it's good. very hard to shoot super colorful situations. Actually, 
because you mentioned reunion, what was your favorite trip that we have been on together? Mm. Yeah, I think you're a hard travel partner. Um, <laughs> I think Portugal was a lot of fun last year. Yeah. A lot of good yeah, good feelings. So I think um, mm. maybe this reunion was a beautiful place. We had a little bit of bad luck. But anyway, we won't go into anything negative. <laughs> so For me, it was probably South Africa and Namibia. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, South Africa was epic as well. Because that had the perfect balance of life looking after yourself and creating beautiful content. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I love looking back at those photos. I was just editing some photos from Namibia yesterday when we mm. were flying over the desert. And I was like, this was one of the most epic moments of my life, like, literally. Yeah, the, the helicopter flight in Namibia was pretty bang on it was like yeah okay that's something i'll tell my grandkids about yeah so that's cool yeah we should go back mm. yeah in, there's so much in the future. I, I, yeah <laughs> actually there's a question someone asked uh wait let me see where was it oh uh where is the place where you will go back to as soon as you can like given the current situation um Portugal or South Africa, both. I think South Africa is the the perfect place for me, and so is Portugal. It's close to the ocean, good food, sunshine, and you can create beautiful photos and photos. When you're there, you just feel good. So I think that's that's the most important thing, is finding a good balance between work and pleasure. And I think both of these places offer that to the max. So. I agree. Portugal or South Africa, definitely one or the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> sorry, there's no invitation. Oh no, I I'll just <laughs> okay. go on my own. <laughs> okay, sorry. Another question: What is the most important thing to be a good photographer? Holy hell, that's a that's a difficult one. Um, being good without sleep, I don't know. Um, I think there's um. Probably commitment is probably the the main one. I think if you're committed, you'll get there in the end and you've got to learn. Without commitment, you can't do anything for photography because you need to be able to be flexible and committed to clients and changing what happens on every day because each each time you might plan a shoot, something happens and you have to come up with a new plan and... That definitely wasn't the word committed I was looking for, but <laughs> I think Flexibility, you kind of get the idea. Flex you need to be flexible and you need to be creative yeah. on sort of how to find resolutions because it's not just about taking photos, it's about planning and ensuring that you're I don't know, it's Tuesday and you've got to shoot on Wednesday and suddenly the weather forecast looks shit. Um there is a road closure or the ferry is cancelled. This has happened to me before. There's been a ferry cancelled, the road is closed, your client thinks everything is fine and you need to come up with a resolution. So I think definitely it's not just about photography, it's about your whole mindset towards each project. Mm -hmm. I plan agree, B. I like that. Always plan B, they're important. Yeah, I think being creative in coming up with an alternative solution while you're like running out of light because you planned something else and then something goes wrong and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, now I have to act instantly to find 
something that I'm not gonna waste this sunset or you know yeah whatever you prepared it's it's pretty stressful sometimes yeah it's when you have a the, I think the most stressful thing is when you know that you only have a certain amount of time with the model or the the product that you're shooting or maybe it's a car which has come from another country maybe it sort of got driven over to the country you're shooting or was delivered especially for you so I think there is um, a lot of times where your head can pop off and you yeah. just have to sort of focus and I think often having a good assistant with you someone who you trust is is very important yeah yeah having a good team always helps just yeah. like people you can trust and yeah I agree okay next question um Daniel Jensen asks uh -oh. how many Oxford shirts do you own since you wear one every single day actually I'm wearing one now um <laughs> I don't know. I when I left Sweden last year, I um, I left a lot of my clothes there and gave a lot to charity. We won't go into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I probably have around thirty. Thirty. Thirty, yeah, maybe thirty, maybe more. So I have a very large wardrobe with a lot of clothes, which are all the same colors, basically. So. And if you're lucky nice. enough, you might get to look in that wardrobe one day. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna come visit you i i've been telling you this since like 2009 yeah <laughs> <laughs> no since since like the day we met no um mm -hmm. yeah i i really 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 want to shoot in scotland and i really want to come see edinburgh and i want to mm -hmm. see you again because we haven't seen each other in probably a year now right months. uh yeah probably yeah yeah May last year, May, 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 May. May, yeah, yeah, May. Well, yeah. May's around the corner, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. crazy. Yeah. Time is moving fast. And the last question from Dennis, and he asked you if you already invested in Tinder Premium. Yes, I would say I definitely did. Actually, I got a, um, I got an email yesterday about from no yesterday on Friday from a dating uh, dating app service, so. Maybe there will hmm. be a, a Tinder advert coming to your pages soon. <laughs> but I don't think so. We'll see. I guess that question we'll is, um, am I single? Yes, I'm single and uh, using dating apps sometimes. Sometimes. Leave it at that. Don't, don't use Instagram for as your dating app. <laughs> so put that on your gravestone. Julia Garner, don't date photographers. <laughs> right okay back to business yeah, um, back to business um, do you want to cut on the current situation or do you want to just keep the good vibes I think we can discuss it shortly I don't want to um, overpower everybody with corona news because I already get friends sending me messages about corona or COVID-19 and yeah, I think it's a time for everyone to stick together, but not literally. Stay up, stay mm. away. Um, <laughs> yeah. We need to try and keep the positivity, and it's going to be only getting harder, I think. Um, it's a very difficult time for everybody, and if we can be positive and try and work together to get through this hard time, then that's the best thing we can do. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot for business, and it's going to hurt a lot for personal lives but there's 
very little we can do apart from our own task, which is just to try and stay away from people. So if you can do that, then you're doing your bit. Yeah, that's true. And hopefully yeah. everyone understands this as soon as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately not in the UK right now, but this is um this is happening slowly. So we mm. will see. But hopefully I will see you before the end of the year, given the circumstances. <laughs> yeah, I like I hope that in summertime things are being normalized. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that I could at least go out and, you know, take photos of the dolomites. I think global travel will be very restricted this this year mm -hmm. um but i think it's gonna be okay traveling in europe so let's say yeah. in the alps so i think mm -hmm. it's gonna be a lot of local traveling and discover what is outside of your house or your mm -hmm. backyard and just get creative with what you have and i think it's a good thing yeah can i leave like a little bit of a positive note yeah of course please i think if you're a photographer or a videographer or a creator in general who's listening to this, um, it's going to be hard, and we're all going to we're all losing business, or we've already lost business. But there are still companies who need content. Um, if you, for example, we're going to go on a big press trip for a huge company, um, let's just say it's Apple, for example, and they're going to bring ten videographers, ten photographers. Those sort of projects can't happen. But you can do projects on your own and once the travel bans are or if you're in a country which isn't in lockdown you can definitely go out there and you can definitely create something close to where you live or for me i could go across scotland so i mean not right now because i'm not supposed to but potentially in a month i could go somewhere and create something epic for a company which they would prefer to hear because they don't want us to go out in a huge group and do a big press trip because that's a lot of risk for everybody so work in small teams and there are opportunities out there still so just be creative and speak to companies who are close to you in your home country and i really think you can still get through this also spend time on your website google seo sort of making all of these moves maybe the blog or a print shop or something like that that you want to look further into or maybe you want to research and watch some videos or learn like see this is a really good opportunity to educate yourself on something which is going to mean a positive future so that's it <laughs> that's good uh, I, I think I a lot of people are getting a lot of people have got their head in the sand right now and they need to realize they that they're it's not the end and it's not a time to sit on Netflix and sit on your ass. Like there is still work to do. Self-improvement, yeah. business, yeah. learn. So anyway, I'm not going to bang on the drum anymore. No, that, that was beautiful. I, beautiful. <laughs> Are you yeah, crying? Yeah, I'm crying. I'm getting emotional. No, I like to see people driven even when it's a hard time. So yeah, you know I what agree. I'm like. I'm... Yeah, I know what you're like. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think we're going to call it a podcast mm -hmm. um, perfect thank you yeah thank you everyone please go check out jack's work it's incredible check out his website because his website is also very well curated and some really nice images on there and of course your instagram but 
I guess everyone who follows me already follows you, hopefully. Well, um, you've got more followers than me, so I'm not sure. Yeah, but I don't know. I think most of the people know you. I Anyone guess. with half a brain definitely follows me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Yeah, excellent. All right. Thank you. Talk. Thank soon. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye bye. bye.